Welcome to the Meat and Poultry Podcast. This podcast is your online portal to hear from experts in the industry about the latest news, trends, technologies, and people in the world of meat and poultry processing. For the Meat and Poultry Podcast, I'm Joel Cruz, editor. In early 2022, Meat and Poultry published a story about three entrepreneurs who seized the opportunity to capitalize on America's love for bacon. Elisa Lewis, her husband, Camilo Velasquez, and the couple's friend and business partner, Danny Young, had a great run as co-owners of The Baconer, a California-based premium bacon company. After its founding in 2016, the trio saw exponential growth thanks to the development of a high-quality product partnerships with key retailers, and a brand building campaign that garnered the company exposure on multiple mainstream media platforms. And then, just when the Baconer was about to go to the next level that same year, an unforeseen perfect storm of challenges, including global inflation, supply chain interruptions, and overall volatility in the marketplace. The team was forced to make the very difficult decision to close down. In this week's Meat and Poultry podcast, Velasquez and Lewis recount the journey of the business from start to finish. When discussing their experience, they admit there were some things they would have done differently, but also acknowledged the many successes along the way. The perspective of Velasquez, Lewis, and Young provides a rare opportunity for operators of other food companies to learn from the experience of the Baconers and apply some of those lessons to their business strategy. Take a listen. We think you'll enjoy this podcast. Looking back, what what are some of the things, some of the successes that you all are proud of and some of the accomplishments that you all achieved and exposure and notoriety? And so can you kind of recap some of the good things, some of the good vibes from that experience? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you know, I think for me, um, particularly, you know, uh, being on the product side, just, you know, I, I was and am so proud of the product line that we created and, you know, that it was accepted so enthusiastically by, by, um, by buyers, by journalists, by, you know, just sort of the brand that we built around it, the story that we built around it, the voice, the look and feel, um, and, you know, just sort of on the, um, on the power of that, the, you know, the, the sort of the, the retailers that we were able to get into, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I've, I've said often, you know, sort of my, my, you know, my first proudest moment was when the first grocery store buyer called me and I didn't have to go after them, you know, like I wasn't, we weren't even really thinking that. And, and they came to us and we're like, we want to place you. And we were, you know, and then that was sort of like, oh, okay, now we got to figure out how to pull that off. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, the second one is when, you know, again, uh, Italy, you know, which is a, 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 you know, fabulous store that I have admired since they first opened and, you know, had, had sort of thought to myself at various times, oh, if I could ever have something in there, wouldn't that be amazing? And, and, you know, they called us <laughs> and said, we want your product, you know? And, and so I, I think just sort of, um, feeling really good about about what we built and then seeing that acceptance and having having retailers that I really respect um come to us and and see ourselves on those shelves and 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 what we made you know I to me that's that's what I walk away with is is as you know just feeling incredibly proud of it and, and feels like big successes yeah I, I mean I second that and also as you said at the beginning as a you know, build of the brand that we built. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we did it. We did it. I think we built a very successful brand. It, yeah. it had a, you know, a, amazing product, obviously to support it, but great storytelling, great packaging, great design, um, you know, all the marketing around it to, and um, that we did really was successful. So I walk away with, that was a big success. Yeah. That, that felt good. And we did that really well. Yeah. And what about the partnership of, I mean, of you all working together and working with Dana and what about mm-hmm. the, you know, some of the, the, the good things around that? 
that was yeah that's great that was a you know you never know when you go into a partnership how it's gonna turn out and evolve and I think um ours was very successful we still like each other <laughs> <laughs> we're still all talking um no but we really we our skill sets complement each other really well and we have great communication and support amongst the three of us um so I feel like we were all able to really grow in our respective roles um, within our company um, because we early on, I think, developed a um, really clear communication, really supportive and open, not like wishy-washy or, you know, yes, of course there's like good feelings there, but like it was really, we really worked on that communication. Um, and I think that was one of the, reasons why we were so successful mm -hmm. um so yeah our, our partnership was is is you know still real um also a real success yeah yeah and having having those sort of the 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 balance between the three of us of skills and personality and and that kind of thing you know i mean elisa and i being a husband and wife team um you know there's definitely sort of particularly particularly when you're working through challenging stuff in the business um you know you're around each other all the time you know 24 hours a day and there's definitely sort of a you can get into this sort of you know whirlpool of like you know fixating on 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 things and you sort of end up in a little bit of an echo chamber and and i think it was really good to have that you know, Dana is that third voice who who really thinks about things differently and is, you know, just eternally optimistic. <laughs> and 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 you know, when we we would start to spiral and she would say, like, wait, hold on, let's look at this from another perspective, you know, and it and it 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 changes the dynamic and it changes the decision making and it changes how you how you process through things. And so I, I think um you know, which is which is a big part of, uh, you know, that's part of why I wanted to partner with her in the first place was because she and I had worked together, at least in, and Dana didn't know each other before the Baconer, Um, But Dana and I had worked together at a previous company um, that we were not founders of, just we happened to work there. Um, but, you know, in looking for a partner, we were really looking for somebody that 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 had you know did different stuff than us had different skills than us had a different way of looking at things from us because i think that's that's really important really important yeah what about and and this is part of that same first question i don't want to dwell too long on it but um what what about some of the the strategies or the uh what part of the maybe the business plan maybe fell short or it was something that's like oh this is a no-brainer this is gonna this will work great, whether well, it's a marketing approach or a new product or what have you, that, that maybe didn't meet your expectations that surprised you? I mean, I think, I think through a lot of it, you know, pretty much everything we set ourselves, you know, we set our sights on, uh, we got to it, you know, um, in terms of falling, you know, I mean, there's, there's sort of the, the inherent, you know, just, just risk and challenge of being a small bootstrapped company you know i mean it, you know if, of course if you could do it with 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 a big investor or a big you know financial backing behind you then that changes the whole game sure. um but you know i i i think i think uh i think we did i think we we were we made the right choices we were very intentional we were very strategic and we were very careful um you know we didn't rush into things that that uh you know uh blindly or without you know really really thinking through um whether it made sense for us to do and and you know often made choices to take our time uh and not and not rush so that we could deliver on things well um so you know a, a lot of it we were kind of jumping into without a lot of knowledge just not having done it before um you know i i, I think i think jumping into digital marketing was 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 eye-opening um actually, that would be the one yeah i think that was a good a, a good pull there because that we didn't really understand it and it's a beast yeah um and i i think a lot of people don't understand it and they yeah. just think oh I'm, I'm gonna you know, run I, some Google I, ads I, I, and the orders will pour in. Yeah, I need, I need to, I need to have my, you know, exposure on Instagram or, yeah. um, you know, 
TikTok or wherever. And then from there, it's just going to be great, right? But it's it so doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a you have a lot of money to yeah. do it effectively or a lot of time. Yeah. Right. If you don't have all that money. So you have to have a lot of time for like creating content every day, you know, really working that audience. Um, it's a it's a full-time job. So that would be one where like our strategy. Yeah, we were like, oh, okay. It was eye-opening. That yeah. was that was surprising. We yeah. didn't think it would turn out like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's also one that's been interesting in talking to other small business owners uh, about their experiences with it. You know, because, I mean, 2020, 2021, everybody was jumping into that, right? right? E-commerce was like everybody trying to pivot in e-commerce. Um, and, you know, I think it's... It, it, a lot of people had eye-opening experiences and and i think uh you know the advice that you often get is you know start on you know before jumping into google ads do facebook you know just sort of like this this strategy of how to how to enter into it and i think a lot of people really struggled with 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 the the roi that they pulled out um I, you know, and it's a it's a market that's shifting and changing, and 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 you know, I feel like every week. <laughs> yeah, actually, not in the food space, but I know of some brands, small brands that have completely dropped um, their market is social media spend, like their advertising spend in social media, um, because of this, because they feel like they're just wasting money and, um, you know, have decided to put their marketing efforts in other places, like creating an app, right? right. Where, so they're, they're, people are coming specifically to see their stuff and not um, battling with, not competing with so many other brands. So we, yeah, it's interesting. Definitely something that a lot of small brands talk about, I find yeah. really challenging, yeah. you know, and, and confusing. Like, I don't think there's a yeah. lot of real information out there right. of like, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Really, what are what are the expectations? What can I what can I expect to get out of this? Right. It's kind of a school of hard knocks. It seems like, and it, yeah, like said, yeah, it's tons of constant nurturing and feeding. Right. I mean, it's not yeah. something you just put out there and it yeah. takes off on its own. Right. And yeah. And well, and it's I, I you know it's also especially just sort of the circumstances of the time where everybody was rushing into that at the same time. You know, you put 10, 10 small business owners in a room and, you know, everybody's trying digital media and figuring it out and nobody really wants to like say out loud how hard it is. And, you know, the, you know, then after a while, you know, you say to the person next year, are you making any money on your digital ad spend? No, I'm not making any money. Are you? <laughs> no, you know, yeah. nobody is. <laughs> That's interesting. And by yeah. the way, I think it's, I should have said this at the outside. I think it's so awesome that you guys are willing to to go on record and talk about the, your experience. And I've, I've asked, I've been doing this for a lot of years. And when things like this come up, a lot of times I've approached dozens literally of companies and said, Hey, would you be willing to talk about your experience mm -hmm. looking back at kind of a retrospective? I think it's so interesting. I think it's so helpful to other companies and other yeah. enterprises or aspiring entrepreneurs to, to hear that story. So I, yeah. I really appreciate you doing it. I know it's probably not the, your, you know, something you're excited to talk about, you know, the demise of, of a company or, you know, that you're not doing anymore, but thank you for doing this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an interesting story to tell. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have read this story. Yeah. You know, I think it's right. important for people to, to, to hear it and, you know, to get like, even if it's maybe there's like one little thing in the story yeah. they read, they're like, oh, that was really helpful. And then great then it was worth it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we're, we're happy to, to chat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, moving along. So you guys were in a space where, you know, risk versus reward in our industry. I mean, bacon talk about a hot category that has been for a long mm -hmm. time. You guys were in the, in the, you know, in a, a really good wheelhouse, I think. Um, how do you think you all benefited from that? And then um, in, in creating an artisan product and, and kind of, many outgrowths of, of just that primary product and how did that work in your favor in this niche market yeah i think at the beginning um you know it was real helpful because a, a, the, the product being you know such a popular category right it's bacon is that then we had exposure and access to um a lot more people so more people were willing to try it 
because it was, you know, what the trend, because yeah. it's the trend. Yeah. So you get a, you get a, a little bit of a upper hand that way. Um, a yeah. little stepping stone. Yeah. And, and, and more openness to, you know, I mean, we, we were really with our, with our product line, we were, you know, trying to get people to, to work with it in new ways, new, you know, different formats, the, the lardons, the steaks, the ground bacon. Uh, and so I think that that just sort of created more willingness to, to experiment, um, which is always, you know, with people I mean, who are already interested in. Yeah. 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 And then um, this is kind of jumping around, but I know at, at one point when we spoke that um, it wasn't that long ago that you all switched. You had obviously you had to have forge lots of partnerships, but as far mm -hmm. as like a co-packing partner, you mm -hmm. switched to Cloverdale. Were they? Could you talk not just them, but were there other partners that that you uh, maybe had to um, try on and maybe go in a different direction? What what was that experience like as far as? having a good supplier and, and other good partners uh, within the industry and within, as you guys try to, you know, execute your strategy. Yeah. Um, our, so once we made that switch, we stuck with them to the end. Um, they were great. Great. They were a fabulous partner. And, and, you know, part of that was that they were, they were the right scale for us. Um, you know, they were, uh, or, and, and are, um, and, you know, an artisan shop making beautiful stuff, um, very sensitive to, um, you know, the nuances of, of what we were looking for in the product. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, some of the most fun days of the entire thing, we're doing those, you know, rounds of sample testing and tasting with them, <laughs> you know, just sitting down for a, a bacon lunch. Um, so, you know, they were great and 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 you know, like I said, they were the right scale. I think the I think where it got challenging in other relationships was like, for example, we, you know, we we launched the line of um candy bacon rubs. Um, and you know, that that just in its nature is, you know, uh uh co-packers that are working in very large volumes. And uh, you know, we were like the small bottom of the totem pole. Um, and, you know, not to say they didn't do a great job for us, they did, um, but it was, you know, when, when you're the, when you're the small one, you know, you're always fighting that attention and to get yourself on the production schedule and get your stuff shipped on time, which it didn't always, and, you know, yeah. things like that. I think, you know, when you're a small business, finding the right partners are, is a, is crucial because you're going to always be hopefully you're growing right so you're transitioning from like one one type of partner to another to another and that's really can be really challenging if you're if you're either really small with a big co-packer right or you're or you're starting to outgrow your current current co-packer so right i think fi like finding the right fit finding a place where uh, someone that you can work with who you're just like maybe not at the bottom, but like there's, you know, room to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're not maxing out capacity right away. Um, but also, so you're not like struggling to, to meet the minimums and, you know, feeling right. like it's a financial risk that you're right. taking. Right. Which can, in a lot of ways, be a really hard balance because, uh, you know, I mean, it's sort of as as we were growing, you're always wanting to like grab onto opportunities as they come by, right? So, so you know, there's those times where something big comes along that you have to pull off really fast, and you're calling your your co-packer like, oh my god, can we do you know in the next three weeks? Can we do nine times our usual volume? You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, if you're working with somebody who's who's you know very small and 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 artis, you know, they, a lot of times it's like, no, we can't. You know, we're going to have to pass on that one or, you know, I mean, fortunately for us, the big the biggest one of those that came along when we landed the Good Morning America spot was was on the rub side. And, you know, that was the moment where it was good that we were working with somebody really big and huge because they were able to pull that off. Um, and that was, you know, that was a big win for us. Um, but but yeah, that that one's always a tricky balance. <laughs> I think in any no matter what business you're in. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then kind of going back to, and we covered some of this already, but as far as the roles that, that you all, that you three agreed on from the outset, did, did those things evolve or change in a way that 
um, you didn't plan on or welcomed or were, were there um, hurdles there that, as far as like, you know, one person assumed they were just going to have maybe a singular focused role and maybe that, that had to expand or vice versa. They, they plan on doing some, mm -hmm. some other things outside their primary role and that never happened. Was there? I think we were all pretty um, aware of the fact, I mean, Camille and I had been doing this before, you know, a couple of years before Dana came along and she, she knows what startup life is like, you yeah. know? So I think there was some, um, uh, you know, we were all aware of the fact that when you are in a startup, you have to wear multiple hats. So even if you say, this is my role, well, there's going to be, you know, my role is a, well, you're going to also have to dabble in B, C, D, and E mm -hmm. um, if you want to make this work. So it's just kind of like, you got to be up, <laughs> you got to be up for, up for that challenge. Um, you know, for example, like my, my official domain was marketing, you know, branding, website building, but I did a lot of operations because that's just how we need somebody needed to do that and it just kind of made the most sense that i would also you know run the inventory system and mm -hmm. all the um like the shipping the shipping department because that went through the website so um yeah in that in that sense um i think we were very very flexible and all willing to take on new things yeah yeah and, and there like was plenty up. to choose There's from yeah. <laughs> for each of yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing I wish is that we had more, more of more us. Of us. Yeah. <laughs> and did it stay a three a three person operation, or did you all bring on, or was there ever a time where you considered bringing on more people to kind of we had cope with the growing pains? Yeah, we had not in a full time capacity. We had right. support, um, you know, in different in different areas like shipping department and. Farmers, um, farmers market staff and farmers market like staff that. things like that but so it would fluctuate yeah but we it stay it always stayed the three of us as the primaries um i don't think we ever really seriously considered bringing in another partner mm -mm. um we 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 talked about it a little bit but again you know finding the right fit like we yeah. really wanted it to be someone who could balance our skill set so you know if we felt like there was overlap then Mm -hmm. yeah so really just finding the right the right person what about um kind of the kind of on the same vein the dynamics of of the three of you all as stakeholders how how did were there things that happened in, in individuals lives without delving into everyone's personal lives but mm -hmm. that it kind of changed the dynamic of that that working relationship whether it's or you know People have kids and people will relocate and people, you know, there's life happens, all right? And there's illnesses and there's all kinds of things. Were there things that happened that maybe affected the relationship and, and the business in a maybe a good way, but but, but maybe it wasn't expected or that, that surprised or that people would be interested in hearing about? I think. Yeah. Do you have any big life changes? I think... Well, you think about that. I'll say <laughs> that for <laughs> the three of us, we were really intentional from the beginning about creating, and I know I've met, I mentioned this before, but communication, clear communication. Um, and that's something we had to work on actively all, all the time, but creating a space where the three of us, especially because Camille and I, you know, are, it's like a little bit heavy on our side, right? Because we lived, we lived together and like, we're always talking everything. And then Dana is the third person. So we really wanted it to feel balanced and like everybody had a voice and, and a, a, a place to express their opinion. And also um, like an understanding of respect between the, the three of us so that if someone got upset, we could get over that really quickly. Right. And like, and not and not linger on the hurt feelings so that we could like continue to run our business yeah right so i think and for me that was really important i feel like we succeeded as a as a partnership because we what you know obviously have our skill sets work well but also because we communicate really well together we we have open communication and that's um 
Like you can't, if you can't communicate, then you're <laughs> kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about that? And and I, I know I, I can't really think of any like major life events mm -hmm. that that I feel like affected affected the business. Um, you know, I mean, we all sort of have our usual things that happen, and and you know, I mean, sort of that communication that Elisa was talking about and anticipating things coming and all that has made those bumps along the road, you know, work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. What what about like? At least we kind of talked about it. And uh, when when a conflict did arise, I mean, what what was the best way of since you all are a couple, mm -hmm. and Dana's you know a third party, when when it came to resolving conflicts, how how did that look as far as you know you all sitting down and having a fair and equitable resolution? Yeah, I think it. I think at one point when we were all sitting together, I basically said, "Okay, guys, we're you know we're we're business partners here. We all basically are like." to each other <laughs> in so far as like you know we're going to have conflicts we're going to have differences of opinion we're going to you know we're going to get frustrated about stuff that the other one does um and we got to be able to talk about it and bring it up and not have it be like i don't you know i don't like you anymore yeah. or you know i don't want to be your business partner anymore or you know it's just my feelings right yeah. it's just bringing stuff up because you have to, and you just got to get it out of the way so you can focus on 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 the task at hand. I, I think also dealing with things when they come up, so not letting it sit for yeah. a long time. So being, you know, being timely as much it's like as uncomfortable as that can be. You know, you just gotta because those little things, if you if you let them sit, even if it's a even if it's a little thing, it can end up being build. A, a build. Yeah. yeah. So trying to be, you know, on it about working through those things. And also, as Camila said, just, yeah, the constant communicating and like yeah. remembering that, that we all, we all like each other yeah. like, in the end, right? Like when we started this, we like each other. So let's keep that big picture in mind that we're trying to run a business. We're all smart people who can get along and, and like with that in mind, let's work through the the other stuff that comes up. Yeah. And it's okay to make mistakes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then looking back, kind of transitioning to the to the later stages of the 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 business, like looking back over the past what since two thousand almost seven years, what what were some of the challenges that that were the hardest to overcome or maybe reoccurring that that you just couldn't seem to get your your head around or what were the constant themes or were there specific issues that came up. Um, that were that you remember being the hardest or harder to overcome. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Hardest challenges ever. All of it was hard. <laughs> yeah. I, well. Yeah. I, you know. I mean. I. I feel like this is sort of a. Um, you know what you what probably what everybody growing a business would say, but sort of that that uh, you know, focus on growth and having money left over at the end of the day. Yeah. Because you know your money's always sitting in the warehouse, um, in, in inventory, right? And and so uh, you know, I think for us, um, we you know we we took that sort of bootstrap approach, uh, which is probably the hardest way to do anything for sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, so so sort of always feeling under the gun um, in in you know not enough. <laughs> not quite enough to do all the things that you want to do um you know and i mean honestly like i i think somewhere in your questions there was there was something about you know what would you have done differently or what would you have changed and in and, and, and you know i think we both agree that like even even if it was you know at the beginning a, a small token amount uh we should have we should have paid ourselves from day one you know, we should have paid ourselves from day one, just, just for, you know, even if it's $5, like just for that psychological, you know, I am building myself into this and, and being realistic that my work has a cost and value and all mm -hmm. that. Um, Cause I think so many people are, are, you know, oh, oh, I'll, I'll pay myself later. And that, that's one of those things that, you know, it starts small and it builds and it gets harder and that gets harder and harder. And, 
you know, a, a lot of businesses eventually tackle that. Um, but I think um, that's, and we did start doing that eventually, but I, I think we should have done it from the beginning. Um, just, yeah, you know, I agree. From, <laughs> from a psychological well-being. Yeah. You know, because you start to get bitter and, you know, and you get like, and it's at yourself, right? (laughs) That darn boss. (laughs) But that's kind of the mantra, right? Of the entrepreneurs is kind of like everything you earn has got to go right back into the business. That's kind of, it's almost a martyr type mindset. Yeah, totally. Right. And you can only do that for so long. Yeah. 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 Before you start to hate your boss. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's a what a great insight that's really (laughs) fascinating um and then as you look back what what were there you have you already talked about some of your fond memories but what what were there years that were the best or most rewarding and then maybe some parts of the business or as the business evolved were there uh, parts of the business that you remember being the most challenging or most frustrating or um yeah I mean I I think uh in terms of sort of the most exciting I think to, you know 2021 was probably you know I mean that was an exciting year for us you know we we uh you know we had we were starting to get great exposure um, you know, we, we started with the, the new manufacturer that we were so excited about, really got our product finally to where, where I wanted it to be. Um, you know, we were going, we were starting great, you know, great retail partnerships with Italy and Food 52 and Good Eggs and, you know, all these places that I was really excited about. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we had that big good morning America win, you know, like I just felt like we stuff was really building and, and, you know, we started, um, you know, sort of uh, building for this crowdfunding thing campaign that we, that we, uh, that we launched and uh, you know, really starting to sort of see the light of the tunnel in terms of taking things to the next level. Yeah, we had it. We had a solid plan. Well, we thought it was a solid yeah. plan in place. Yeah. Um, and you know, milestones that we were reaching, and it was yeah. really exciting to to see. Okay, this is, you know, we have a vision for where this is going to go, and yeah. we're we're getting there. We're, yeah, we're, we're like you know. we're doubling our volume every yeah. year, and you know, we yeah. we were things were going really well. Um, and then and then twenty twenty two came, um, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I I think you know it's sort of the you know maybe not surprisingly that sort of the the best time then kind of you know smacked into a wall of the most challenging time uh which you know ultimately led to us making the decision to close which was um you know we had all this momentum and we had launched this this crowdfunding campaign and and right around that time um uh you know the the economy changed uh you know inflation went completely bonkers um and you know for a company shipping perishables cold chain you know all over the country like those 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 transportation of fuel costs hit us real hard um uh you know and 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 we also here in california had uh prop 12 was you know sort of causing some real instability and a lot of anxiety in terms of you know we were hearing things like you know when this kicks in you know there's not going to be any pork for you to buy (laughs) you're not going to even be able to get any um so you know i mean and, and thankfully that that particular scenario didn't end up coming to fruition but you know just a tremendous instability that all happened at the same time and and just skyrocketing costs which you know a bigger company probably could have weathered through it um but you know for us uh it was you know it just it 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 was a perfect storm of you know bad timing and 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 it was gonna push the three of us personally into you know just sort of very uncomfortable uh, financial territory and you know we 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 looked at it very clear-eyed very sort of uh matter-of-factly and and you know decided amongst us you know this is the time 
and it, and you know, I mean, it, in some ways, it was good that it happened so quickly because it was very clear when the time was when the time came. It was like, okay, you know, this is this has been a great run. It's been an incredible thrill, but you know, this is a storm that that we're not willing to go through. <laughs> yeah, that like you said, that sounds like it. It was a perfect storm for a lot of companies, not just you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. many. And for a while there, we, we were getting notifications like this, this restaurant closed, this restaurant closed, yeah. this, this yeah, is yeah. like every week, mm -hmm. there are like five more restaurants or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just and you know, all these folks that had weathered through COVID, you know, and the pandemic and lockdowns yeah. and, you know, we'd made it through, been super resourceful, you know, uh, and then this, it was just like a whole nother different kind of thing, um, that just flattened a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Including your customers too, right? I mean, you're here. Yeah. Your customers yeah. Like, hey, yeah. We're, we're out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did have. Yeah. We actually. Thank you for bringing that up. Did have, you know, even because a lot of the times we we can communicate directly with our customers. We had people saying, uh, like, I have to put whatever subscription on hold. I say I just don't have it in my budget now. I don't mm -hmm. have. I can't pay for. I can't pay for that right now. It's not a luxury I can afford. So, yeah. Um, yeah it affected everybody. Mm -hmm. Especially a company that's like you guys are, I mean, that your product is, is higher end. It, it's kind of a luxury yeah. type of in that category, right? So yeah. that makes it even more challenging. Yeah. So what was that, what was that conversation like when, I mean, was this part of a, like a, a regular meeting that you all had with Dana and, and y'all came together and sat down or zoomed or whatever and were like, well, okay, well, we all kind of knew this was happening and this was coming, but we need to, talk about how, you know, an, an exit strategy. How did that conversation go? So many meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're still meeting about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, right. I mean, really. Yeah, it takes so a while. Lots it takes of, a while. Yeah. Lots of meeting in, uh, honestly, the in-person stuff at the beginning, just to work through it, Cause it's hard, right? You lose a lot over zoom in terms of yeah. like the emotional stuff. So I yeah. think, I mean, we always, we have, um, like bi-weekly meetings anyway, right? So, um, and we're so communicative <laughs> that it was kind of like, okay, we need to, you know, we're not meeting our goals in this area. I think that's kind of how the conversation started. So we need to talk about the bigger picture, mm -hmm. right? And then that kind of just led to like, well, what if we, what if we do this? What if we close? You know, that like that's an option. Yeah. And so then kind of going down that path of what that would look like and then going on other pathways you know considering other options but um yeah so it was a, a series of of meetings and, yeah. and discussions yeah yeah and it sort of hit it sort of hit midstream in our crowdfunding campaign where it was uh you know going really really well and you know we were really excited and then uh and then you know was like, a lot of stuff happened in the newspaper <laughs> yeah. and like things went crazy really fast and and then you know folks who were you know planning on making you know huge contributions to the campaign it was like now it was really small one you know and it sort of just it shifted it was a palatable shift even over a week or two mm -hmm. uh where you know the writing was on the wall and we we had really set ourselves like our our next step we needed a certain amount of money to get there. Yeah. And so we we said, you know what, the only here are our options for for securing that money. And we just you it know, became someone, clear that it, wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, or you know, instead of doing this um equity campaign is what we did, uh, you know, you could go the VC route and we just weren't up for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just didn't, didn't it didn't make sense for us. And so, or, you know, and there were other things, mortgage your house or whatever it is, right. get, take out right. another loan that, yeah. um, so yeah, we explored all the options and. Yeah. And I think we really, you know, we left no, what is it? No, stone, we, no stone, stone unturned. unturned. You know, we looked at everything. We really did. Um, and you know, it was just, it was pretty clear that it was time. Yeah. During that process, did, were you all approached by anyone saying, Hey, how about, how about we buy you out completely or was it was there value was there was there an opportunity there ever 
Yeah, yeah. Lots, uh, of, lots of interest, actually. I mean, we were talking to five or six different folks. Um, and, you know, I think ultimately the challenge was, you know, we had a lot of people that were very interested in acquiring the brand, but everybody was in the same boat. You know, everybody was feeling that same pain. And I think it's something that, you know, had it had it happened for different reasons at a different time, it would have been, you know, there absolutely would have been a deal that happened. Um, and, you know, somebody else would be operating it today. Uh, or we would have partnered with somebody or, you know, whatever there, yeah. you know, there were lots of options out there. Um, but at the moment that it hit, I think everybody was crunched and it made it hard for anybody to kind of, you know, commit to, to, uh, to doing a deal like that at that moment. So when did, when was there a date when the, the company, like you declared it officially closed or operations stopped or you stopped making product? When, when, when did that happen? I think when it, when, when the last of those conversations, you know, when we got from the, you know, the last person that we were talking to that, like, man, I would love to do this, but I just can't get, you know, I, I can't get everybody on board, you know, just with the circumstances. So I guess that was probably, when was that? August? Oh, September. September? September, yeah. Something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was, it was somewhere around there. Um, you know, we had already, maybe it was even later than that. We had already slowed production, you know, um, and we're, and we're just kind of, uh, you know, we had stockpiled some stuff and, and we're working through it and, you know, kind of sending last orders to our wholesale customers and shipping the last of stuff online. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I, there wasn't like a, there wasn't like a, a, you know, specific day where it was like shops closed. It was, it was, I, f I feel like it's sort of, you know, it happened gradually. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, as when you're going through that, you're trying to keep as many doors open as possible, right? Like, you know, you never know what might come along or, or you know, so you're sort of, you don't want to commit to spending a bunch more money on inventory um you know so and you and and you know you still have a couple of these conversations happening so you got to keep the lights on and you got to keep the website functioning and you got to be still delivering orders and you know things like that um so it's 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 a process <laughs> for sure so if it, wearing your uh your food entrepreneur hat and and advising others what what would you say to me or someone else who's like like you you all were back in 2016 and well before that? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I think I'm I got a great idea, great product. Everyone tells me I should go into business. I think I'm going to do it. What would you say about whether it's well if that we're going to be today? I mean, the economy's not in a great place now, obviously still. Yeah. But what would you say about hey, here's some things to, to consider and and maybe some things to expect. And here's what we learned, and here's you know, kind of a, a short version of what we would tell you to to be ready for. That's a great question. I actually just had that conversation the other day with somebody who has been thinking about starting a food business. I'm trying to remember what they said. <laughs> um, well, you know, I could be really pessimistic, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, like the financial planning part would would be one area that I wish we had gotten a bit more advice in, Yeah, you know, like really learning how to <clears throat> forecast and just come up with like a, not a budget, but like, I, I, I don't know, just kind of just having a more, a deeper understanding. Yeah. Right. Of really what you're getting into yeah. and like how, how much it's really going to cost. Um, I would say another great thing is um, what like the one of the best places that we spent our money was working with someone here locally who um, helps brands kind of transition into wholesale. Um, and it was like the best money that we spent at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> so like having someone who can help you go on that journey, you know, who like a mentor, mentors are great, but like who are going to give you like real information. Yeah. You know, um, and just sort of on what yeah. you're saying, um, uh, you know, I think a lot of a lot of times when people are starting out, there's that 
um, you know, I'm just going to start and I'll figure out the financial stuff later. Or, you know, once my volume grows, then I'll be making money. Right. And, and I mean, I've sort of touched on this before yeah. is that that's not really true because if you're really growing your business, all your money's in the warehouse right. and, you know, you're always sort of growing your inventory and growing your inventory. And that's where all that money goes. There's not, you know, until you like are really, really huge. There's not, you know, there's not like, Oh, I hit that. And then, and then all that, you know, little bit of margin that I have left will become enough to pay myself. Right. So so there's the um, be profitable from the beginning. Be profitable yeah. from the beginning. Pay yourself even even if it's small. Pay yourself from the beginning, and um, you know don't fall into that like oh I'll just keep do more of what I'm doing and then I'll be making money. You gotta you know you gotta find ways to to you know make those extra dollars, <laughs> eke out a little more margin um you know uh make a dollar any way you can right like yeah. diversify your diversify what you're doing you know if you've got a low margin product you need another one that's a high margin product um you know because it's not scale alone isn't going to do it in fact that approach has killed more companies than i can even think of. you know i mean how many times have you heard that oh i went into whole foods and all of a sudden my volume skyrocketed and we we went out of business six months later yeah. right like that's such a common story um so uh you know and don't 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 fall into that like rushing into a huge opportunity just because it's there you got to make sure that you can <laughs> you can deliver on it yeah. um, I also think and this is like a, a smaller thing but having a community of yeah. other small food if you're in the small food industry is really important yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, if you can find that community, tap into it, you yeah. know, use that as um, people are, people are going to be, there are going to be businesses in there that are, you know, where you want to be in five years, they're going to be, so you can, you know, look up to them. You, there's also folks who are going to just be starting off so you can, you know, offer advice, but it also it can be for anything. It could be like business advice. It also could be, you know, I need to like find a, packaging anything like that yeah. so yeah that that's you got to be plugged in yeah you got to be plugged into the community mm -hmm. so okay. what is it what are you all doing now what's your next the next chapter for you guys yeah well we, the three of us because we like each other so much <laughs> <laughs> we've actually um transitioned into a marketing team camila and and dana and myself um and so we're doing like comprehensive marketing. So PR, um, e-com, website, um, social media, you know, email marketing. Um, and and yeah, so we've been doing that and that's been great so far. Yeah. I can give you our website if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's burning ear media, B-U-R-N-I-N-G. E A R M E D I A dot com. I can I can send it in a link follow up. But yeah, so we've been doing that just because um we felt like we were really successful in terms of building a brand and, and creating a story. And so um we want to help other companies do that. And there's there's you know lots of companies out there that are looking for help in that area. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's what we've that's what we've transitioned into yeah. at the moment. <laughs> and are you are you targeting uh, clients that are necessarily in the food space or not not necessarily? No, well, I mean between between us, uh, no, no, we're I mean not between us, I guess no, no, we're open to like the I'm trying to think of the past. We you know, we worked with a nonprofit, um, worked with a a um, an artist, working with a um, a uh I'm trying to think uh architect an architect yeah it's a firm. Firm. and yeah. then and then food companies as well yeah yeah so it's it's yeah not just specific to the food industry that's awesome what so how do you all now how do you channel your passion for food and everything you did before i mean do you have a another way to express that or how do you 
How do you? Uh, I'm taking a lot. I'm cooking a lot. <laughs> I'm cooking a lot. Um, I, that's probably how I'm doing it. I'm cooking a lot. <laughs> you know what? Just for fun, just for your family. Uh, yes, and friends. yes, just for fun. Uh, hosting a lot. We're like having, we're seeing friends a lot more now, yes. which is great. Yeah. But we so haven't. You're kind of reigniting that whole dinner that. But as you know, just missing. I mean, I think one of the things is being, you know, for the last six years is we really missed this whole social component of our lives because yeah. we're working all the time. Right. So we're really trying to reanimate that area and, you know, like spend a lot of time with our friends and family, host dinners, cook, mm -hmm. you know, really like take kind of show give back to our our support group because yeah. everybody really took care of us yeah. you know for the last six years so it's our turn to you know i don't think we like had anybody over you know what i mean for that <laughs> yeah. time because we we're so tired Consumed. yeah um but then what i was going to say is what i i noticed the other day i said to camille i said i don't think we've actually had any bacon since we went through our last pack which was whatever oh, months ago yeah, yeah we haven't had <laughs> we haven't had any bacon yeah. so I, I i keep saying you know not not having uh you know five thousand pounds of bacon on hand anytime <laughs> you want it is a lifestyle change <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome <laughs> yeah, we're eating a little less meat <laughs> Cholesterol's probably gone down. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. But it does. Well, pop up. Is, oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say this has been so so refreshing, and so I loved hearing the story, and that you guys are obviously landing on your feet and have great things ahead. So I thank you for being so like vulnerable and willing to yeah. tell your story. It's I've never I've wanted to have this conversation, like I said, with so many companies, and I'm so glad it was you guys. Great. It's a great Thank story. you. Yeah. 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 It's our it's our pleasure, honestly. Yeah. Where and if there's anything that you have questions about, you know, when you're writing, let, just let us know and we'll yeah. try to clarify. Absolutely. I definitely will. Well, thank you so much and congratulations on all your successes and your future success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, thank we, you. we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs>